This morning, church, if you will open your Bibles, let's get into the Word. Praise God. Last week, we were sharing the Word on managing God's money. And today I want to share with you more what God says in his word about his money. Did you know that? It's his money. Amen. <laughs> um, go with me to Malachi chapter 3, um, verse 6. Malachi chapter 3. Verse 6. Nobody's excited about this passage. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. But we're going to see um, what God is saying in his word. Do you guys have it? Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. And his word reads, it says, For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Yet from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, in what way shall we return The message has been on, on giving. When you read, you study the word of God, the Bible, you will find out, first of all, you find out that God is a giver. And not only is he a giver, but God gave his very best. The Bible talks about first fruits. The Bible talks about firstborn. In the Bible, you find that you always give God the best. The first, not the leftovers. Uh, 
I mean, if he's God, I mean, think about it, you and I, I'm sure that you like the best, not the leftovers. How do I know that God gave his best? Well, he gave his very best, his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. While the Bible says, while we were yet sinners, God did not give his son after we got our act together. No. God gave his son while we were yet sinners acting up. To die on the cross for the sins of the world. Your sins, my sins. In your sin, my sin, God sent his firstborn, his son Jesus. Now, what I'm going to share, you might, as I always say this, but I'm going to say it again. For some, you might not agree For some, you might don't believe, but it's in the Bible. And I think that after salvation, after salvation, after Christ coming into your heart, your life, one of the greatest things we can do is to be great stewards of our life and of our money. You hear all the time, all the time you hear about people sometimes say or complain. They don't know what to do. When it comes to money or where did it go? Or everything goes wrong for me. Now in the Bible, it teaches about tithing. A tithe is the tenth. How many know that everything belongs to God anyways? Even your life and my life belongs to God. And tithing, even in the times that we live in now, has nothing to do with giving God money. God does not need our money. God is the owner of all money. More clearly, the silver and gold, the Bible says, 
He owns a thousand cattle on a hill. Everything belongs to God. So he does not need anything from you or from me. If anything, we're the ones that need, I'm going to put it this way, we need the blessing. We need the blessing. We need to be blessed. So if God gives you Ten pairs of shoes. All he's asking is one. You keep the nine. I don't know about you, but I want the other nine to be blessed, protected, that they last. You know, it's funny that sometimes people say, well, I don't believe that or I don't think I should. But that you know that either way, God gets it. God gets it. We could do it voluntarily, obeying, or God will get it anyways. So money, when it comes to money, money is a tool. Amen? Money is a tool. Money could be used for good or for bad. And many times money isn't the problem because money is management. It's to manage well. And I'm going to use this term God's money because it's all his. I know some people say, no, it's my money. Or some people say it's my job. Or I got the job. But as believers of God, we know that every good gift, every blessing comes from above. It's about management. And when you really think about it, church, it's not, as some say, you know, um, I can't tithe or um, I can't afford to. You know the saying they say, you can't afford not to. And when you really think about it, if you're, if you, let's say you make, God blesses you with $100, you're going to give God 10%. You're going to put it away and bring it to the house of the Lord. That's what the Bible says. 
You bring it to the house of the Lord. And I believe that the reason is that when people say is that I can't or, you know, I don't uh, agree. Or maybe you've even said I've tried it. But when you, go, when you put God first, God never fails. God never fails. You got to remember that the Bible says it is a test. Every time that God blesses you with a check or direct deposit, however you want to call it, you're in a test. Well, you might say, what is a test? Well, the test is, are you going to believe God, have faith in God? And give him his tenth. Or are you going to take everything? Everything belongs to God, church. I'd rather give to God his tenth percent. And that my other 90% that God says I get to keep to manage well, I'd rather have that and for it to be blessed, for it to be in good hands, and not to think in my natural way and say, well, I'm not, you know, I can't, so I'm not going to give God nothing. I'm going to keep it, hoard it all. And then we begin to see around us everything that something is not right here. Now I know because in your logic you're thinking, well, you know, um, I've tithed and this happened. You know, in life things happen because, real simple. So let's say you're a tither. And... Your washer broke down. You did. You were obedient to God. What happened was that you never changed that one belt you've had like for 50 years. Huh? <laughs> so it's not God saying, well, you might be saying, well, you know, I'm a tither. Look, why, why did this break down? Well, it's like your health, too. We have a responsibility. That's why it's management. We manage our lives. We manage God's money. We manage everything. Are you guys with me? So the Bible says, for I am the Lord, I do not change. God does not change. In his sense, God does not change. God can never change. Why? Because God can never get better. God is God. God is a good God. And what he says, that's what, it, that's what it is. He says, I am the Lord, I do not change, therefore you are not consumed. Notice that he says, you are not consumed. In other words, I am not done with you. 
You're still here, O sons of Jacob, yet from the days of your father you have gone away. Look what he says. You have gone away from my ordinances. And have not kept them. And he says, return to me and I will return to you. See, God, God never um, leaves. We already know that. We, we read in Hebrews. We read in Joshua. Where the Bible says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. God never leaves us. Who leaves? We do. We leave God. Don't say quiet on me, church. We leave God. God's, God's there. He says, return to me and I will return to you. Now, that's in the Old Testament. If you go to the book of James, the Bible says, draw near to me and I will draw near you. So what is the Bible teaching us? The Bible is teaching us that God is there, is that we, we have to return to him. We go to him. You know how people can be funny sometimes. Well, I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on God. I want God to help me. I want God to bless me. I want God to do. Yeah, he will help you. He will fight for you. He will bless you when you decide to go to him first. And he says, says the Lord of hosts, but you said, and what shall we return? So in other words, they were what? They were not obeying God. Verse 8 says, Will a man rob God? Now, look, church, we already know you can't rob God. God owns everything. You know in what way we rob God? We rob God in that God cannot open the heavens of gates upon your life. That's how we rob God. And I know many of you might say, well, all I'm worried about is I just want to be a believer in Christ. I just want to be saved. I don't care about the rest. It's like when people say, oh, I don't care about money. You know that's not true. Or you hear people say, oh, it's not about money. You know that's not true. Now, I know money doesn't buy you salvation. But money is a blessing from God. Money is a blessing from God. That's how you pay 
your gas bill, your car note, your house note. Watch, don't pay and see what happens. I don't know if you see, but that's, that's God. God. God is what? He's the provider. God's the provider. And money has always been the issue. See, the Bible says it's not that, you know, money is evil. It's the love of money. The love of money, it's where the danger is at. When you, where you love money more than you love God. And we talked about that last week. But see, when you love God and you put God first and you trust God, watch out what God can do in your life. If you and I can manage 10% properly, in other words, every time that God blesses you, right away you give God the first. Again, he's the what? He's the firstborn. It's the Bible calls, talks about what? The first fruits. You give God first. I believe all of us can manage that. You know, and it happens, it happens that Sometimes, you know, we pay everything else first. The house, the car, school, this, that. And then maybe, maybe. Well, I don't think I have enough to give the Lord Are you guys getting the picture? Say, I don't know if I have enough to give to the Lord. Then we start cutting. Then sometimes, well, I guess I will not give to the Lord. But just, because we're faith people, because the Bible says, church, we walk by faith. Everything in the Christian life is by faith. You came this morning by faith, expecting, believing God to minister to you. So what if we say, you know what? Yes, I got bills, I got this and that. And you can name everything however you want to put it, whatever order you want. But if you put God first, Give him what is his. Because, I, because if we do that, God is going to bless the rest, the 90%. And believe it or not, church, God, I'm going to use this word, God will shock you. That's why the Bible says, test me in this. Now, think about it the other way. You say, you know what? You put everything, you, you pay this, you pay that, and then, oh, I don't have enough for God. And then, 
Many times the rest, I mean, it just went not too good. Let's put it that way. Or let's just say just struggling to make it. And with God, this is guaranteed you never lose. You always win with God. So when we don't give the 10%, instead of ending with 90% where God can bless it, we end up with 0%. Now, let, let me say this. You don't, you don't, it's either you believe God or you don't believe God. You don't believe God can create, God can supply God somehow, in his wisdom, in his own creativity, in his sovereignty, you don't believe God can supply you? That God can show up, God can come through? Of course he can. But in our natural human nature, we think, oh, I can't. Or I'm going to lose, or I'm not going to be able to pay this bill or that bill. We've got to be accountable, church, with our money. I was reading an article um, just in July. I, I have it saved. Matter of fact, I think I have it right here. It's from July 12. It got my attention because they came out on the, I believe it was the Yahoo News. And it says, these are the 10 poorest counties in California, according to new median income ranking. It just came out this year, a couple months ago. The poorest counties in California. Number one is Trinity County, and number two is the Imperial County. Median income, 49,078. Residents in poverty, 17.3%. The richest county in California, number one, Santa Clara County, up north. God is not a respecter of persons, church. Did you hear that? God doesn't say, whoa, I, when you obey God and you do what God is asking you to do, God will bless your life greatly. And, and, I, and I say this, church, with all due respect, I'm not saying, church, because I'm a pastor or that I'm rich. You know, I'm not saying that. I'm not. I'm preaching this because I know as a pastor, it's the correct thing to do so that you can live a blessed life. I to live a blessed life. But sometimes we got to come out, out of that poverty mindset. The wrong thinking. That I can't. God wants to do greater in your life. 
And, and this is the honest truth, church. How can we reach more people? How can we give to more missions? How can we reach our city, our county, the valley? You know how? If everyone in the church were tithe. I mean, even, even now, we're, we're blessed. They say that if there's 100 people in the church, guess what? You know how many tithe? Only 10. We're talking about faithfully. One of... Um, One of the very first books, many years ago, his church, he's a pastor, it's called, I think my mother-in-law has that book, I don't even have to chase it down. The, the first, when he wrote it, it was called, that was his first, it was called The Blessed Life. Pastor Robert Morris, Gateway Church. His church is the number one church that tithe the most of every church in America. 70% of its people in the church are tithers. That's a high number. But you know why they tithe? I'm going to tell you why. Because many people are afraid. They don't want to tithe. Because he teaches his people how, what the Bible teaches about tithing and giving. And not too long ago, hear me what I'm going to say, church, because we think, or people get this bad um, thinking, you know, that if we tithe, everything's going to be well, everything is. No, it's not about that. It's about being obedient to God. This pastor, a couple months ago, a year ago, he, he almost went to be with the Lord. He got very sick. It's about obedience to God's word. Come on, church. Praise the Lord. Don't stay quiet on me. It takes discipline, church. Discipline. Uh, me, this is just my thought. Um, and I would always say, how, how can I go, and, and I'm not saying it in a way because at the end of the day, church, um, it's your own life, it's your money, you do what you want to do with it, but thank God for the Holy Spirit when he convicts. How can I go, and I'm going to use me an example, if I go and buy me nothing but new suits every week, shoes, and all I want a nice watch, a nice cologne. But I didn't give God what's his. I go and buy my car, my furniture, 
but I'm putting God aside. That's not a good feeling. Well, at least if you have a relationship with God, you're walking with God, I believe the Holy Spirit will nudge you on that area. But there's nothing like to say, you know what? I got my income. I give God what's his. God's going to bless the 90%. I manage my money well. If I have enough to what I want. And what I, what I mean by that, church, is because all it is is about you have to store. You got to look where your money's going. Or you put money away, or you're putting, or they're taking money away, put it in your 413 or, you know, um, 401k. Or maybe you're, you're a person that likes to buy stocks. But you gave God first. And now you're, you're you don't have, um, you're, it's like saying you're in freedom, knowing that, you know, I obeyed, I gave God what's his. Hallelujah. Now, let me say this about the tithes, church. Let me say something. And, and don't think, if you think that I'm trying to convince you, I'm trying to put a guilt, it's not about that. Because let me tell you something. God always supplies. As a pastor, if I'm doing the will of God, God takes care of his church. This is the church of God. The gates of hell is not going to prevail against it. When we're talking about giving, managing our money, tithing, it's for your own benefit for you. And you have to be honest enough, church, to say, you know what? Am I obedient to God or I am not obedient to God? The one that is watching is God. And if God says 10%, it's 10%, not 9. Not 8. Not 7. It's like if you pray and you say, Lord, save or do something and he only did a little bit. You're like, what happened to the rest, Lord? And I'm going to throw in another one, church, because I've heard this and people have this bad misconception. Whatever you do for the Lord, it's unto the Lord. Well, um, I bought gas for the church, so I'm going to discount it for my tithe. No, the tithe is the Lord. It's better that you don't do that and just be obedient to God. Oh, I came to clean the church. What I'm trying to say is that you got to be honest 
And are you trusting God or you're not trusting God? That he can bless you. Don't, or, or, or you're a tither and you give above and beyond your tithe. You know what? God's going to bless you even greater. Because now you're sowing a seed. So don't say, oh, you know, I gave this. And then over here you justify it. Well, Lord, you know, I already gave this. So we good? And God's like, no. That's above and beyond. Church, I'm, I'm, it's in the Bible. Every time you get paid, you're going to have a test, church. You want the constant blessing of God? Be constant with God. Let me ask you this. Who do you thank when God blesses you? Who do you worship? God. God, listen, church. God can do way more and furthermore with God's blessing with the 90% than what you think I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep everything. Then 100% without. God doesn't change, church. And I want to challenge you, encourage you to trust God. I said this last time, and you might think it's a little crazy, but it's okay. I even went as far to say that if you think that I'm teaching this because I want for you to give to this church or, you know, um, or because the pastor, oh, look, he's well-dressed, you know, where is the money going? It's not about that. What humbly... I know how to make money. Like you know how to make money. If you think that, oh, your pastor's just asking money for the church he just wants. You've seen everything we've done in the house of the Lord. And we're about to do the windows. And, and we still got to do a, do a couple more rooms and then we'll do the parking lot in the back. It's, it's been a progress, church. It's been a progress, and we've seen the hand of God, God's favor upon this church. And I said, um, if you think that way, well, attend another church. And get connected with that church, but give your tithe. And like they say, and thank me later. Of course, you're going to thank God first, but you're going to thank me because I'm teaching you something that it's in the word of God. So it's not about 
Well, pastor, we're moving because we don't like your messages. Praise God. Do what you got to do. Don't be surprised if you go somewhere, they're going to preach it too. Well, nowadays, you know, some do, some believe, some don't. But thank God we are a church that do believe in tithing. Amen? So praise God. And let me tell you, church, I've said this last time. There's like two or three people that don't attend this church no more. And they tithe. I'm going to go further. I, I think one of them is not even serving God. And he's still tithing. And I say with all due respect, and, and because I, I see. And it's like, I'm not I'm giving too much info, but I'm not going to say, but, but what I'm trying to say is that they see the blessing. And, and many of us who are here, we know the Lord, we've been walking with the Lord, but we don't do it. Something's not right. God does not change. Then you have them that say, well, we're not under the law. That's the favorite one. We're not under the law. We are under grace. But even tithing, people that tithe was before the law. And we're going to get into that more further down. You have like Abraham, Jacob. You read everyone in the Old Testament. Before the law, where they would bring and give the firstborn, the first fruits, the tenth. To who? To God. You've heard me say the analogy of in the Garden of Eden when God said, of all the trees you may eat, but this one do not touch. You can do whatever you want with the other trees, but this one do not touch. The 10% don't touch, but the 90, you do what you want to do. Manage it well. Um, are you going to believe God or not? Every time you keep saying, oh, I can't, I can't afford it. That's the reason why you can't. Because you're not giving God what belongs to him. No, I'm serious. You might think I'm on a good one. I am in a spiritual one. But that's why God says, test me in this. You will not find him saying that nowhere else in the Bible. Genesis or Revelation, he doesn't use that word. Test me. This is the only time that God is saying, test me. Look, um, that's why 
look what I'm going to say. It's a blessing to me as a pastor when I see people that tithe and then God blesses them with the house or God blesses them with the vehicle. God blesses them with something and they, then they ask the pastor to bless what God had just blessed them with. Ah, uh, that was too much for you. Did you get it? They tithe. God blesses them. A house, a car, or whatever. And then they asked the pastor to pray blessed their home or their car or their property. Whatever it is. And you know what's going to happen? God's going to bless them. God's going to bless them. He says, well, a man robbed God, you have robbed me. But you say, what have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. Hallelujah. No more robbing. No more robbing. Everything is God's. It's funny how people say that um, money's not everything, but they do everything outside of God to make money, and they still don't have enough. Because everything is going downhill. They do everything outside of God. So you got to understand this, church. This is God's system for you to be blessed. This is not the earthly system, the government system. This is God's kingdom, God's money system. And when the Bible says you are cursed with the curse, it's not that God is cursing you. God doesn't curse. The things, we open that door, those things get cursed. God doesn't curse you. God is a good God. And yes, and, and there's no doubt God loves you. God is merciful. He's gracious. It's got nothing, it's not God. Notice that it says, you are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. And you're not a bad person either, church. I know you love God. 
But you know what happens? We put ourselves under that curse, that system. Not God's system. I don't know about you. I want to be under God's system. The blessing. The overflow. Now, I'm going to stop right here. And next week, I'm going to continue. But I want to say this. And I asked permission to share that. Notice that I said that person. I'm not going to say it's a male or female. And I asked permission. And that person told me, if you would like, that's fine, but you don't have to. A person came to me. And I know this person is a tither. A person came to me and said, Pastor, I want to sow these $1,000 for the church. Maybe some lights, windows. Did you guys catch that? This is above the tithe. A thousand dollars. You guys don't even get excited. Are you guys hating or what? Give the Lord a clap offering. <laughs> Bunch of haters in the house, oh God. Now, and just for that, I'm going to throw you another one. That same person. A um, couple of months ago, Pastor Oscar and Sister Maela invited us to go with them to Cabos. And that person came to me and gave me cash. $500 to spend over there. And you know what? Those $500, I didn't use them like two until two months later. They were just right there stored. And that's why I know people like that are very blessed by God. We're trying to figure out who it is. You ain't going to find out. God is good. Give the Lord a clap offering, church. On Monday last week, I think Brother Angel and um, Griselda and them, they were going to Pine Valley. They took the van and they stopped at a gas station. And a gentleman saw the van of the church. Now, I want you to hear this. This van, God blessed us with this van. We've, we've taken care of this van for years now. Amen. I mean, we've gone to conventions, camps, San Diego. I mean, the Bible says, be what? Good stewards 
But I don't know if you notice those type of vans, if you look around in the valley, the roof or the top is always begins to peel off. And they let, so I was looking at it last time, go, man, this van looks ugly. That's giving us a bad name. So what I'm trying to get to that van, it's in the shop right now because we took it to have it painted. But when they're at the gas station, a gentleman sees him and he tells Angel, where are you guys going or what church? And he told them, oh, we're from New General, we're going to Pine Valley. It's all okay. So he goes in the store, and when he comes out of the store, he hands them a $50 bill. And he says, here, so you guys could, you know, for your trip. You might be saying, well, I have 50 bucks. You ain't going to get 50 bucks anywhere. Just... But that's not the point. The point is that that guy, that guy, he sowed what? A seed. And I can assure you God's going to bless him. What I'm saying, what I'm trying to say, church, is that God's favor is always upon those who sow, who give. Men who give. Always sowing seeds. Your harvest is always there. You sow, you have a harvest. You have a harvest, you sow. You get a harvest, you sow. It's just a continuous blessing, church. I'm going to ask you to stand, please. Thank you for joining us for today's message at New Generation Church. For more information, visit us at ecngchurch.com.